But we bring in a legend, then we change our mind to brought in Phil Coulter. Phil Coulter, good morning, my friend. <laughs> good Lovely morning to see you, Marty, as ever. And to you, listen, first, first things first, uh, congratulations, uh, firstly, on being here uh, on time, because you're like myself, you're a stickler for punctuality and it's vital. Old school. And, uh, yeah, absolutely, and coming in early in the morning, which you wouldn't normally do, which is fantastic. Secondly, congratulations on the freedom of the city of Derry. Mm. I saw your photograph and you looked practically, if it's not inappropriate to say it, you look practically regal <laughs> you looked fantastic uh, it's uh, you know there are awards and then there are awards yeah. um, Marty but something like that in your own town from your own people was a bit special there's no doubt about that yeah um, it was and and uh, to share the uh, the council chamber there I had family and, and, and close friends old school friends I mean it was there was a little bit of you know good bit of history yes. but uh, as I said to the, the council I said I'm, I was thrilled when I heard that the council had voted to give me the, the freedom of the city but I said um, doubly flattered when I heard it was unanimous because at my age I have lived through so many different configurations of of the uh, of the ruling body in, in Derry right back to the London Derry Corporation yes. and I said for a long time it seemed that the councillors couldn't agree on anything so finally <laughs> if they all agreed on giving Phil Coulter the freedom of the city I'm well flattered oh it was a lovely thing and to be in the guild hall I expect for you yeah. was just beyond special sure because you're absolutely right Marty the, the location was was significant because yeah. you know growing up in Derry that was the kind of holy of holies that's right you know you didn't get across that door yeah. only, the only time you got across the door in the guild hall was uh, at the uh, the annual fish you know because being being a, a Christian brothers boy I would have been in choirs and singing yes, yeah. boys solo and boys duet I have to say during those years any uh, any observer would be forgiven for not being able to spot that I had a future in music because I never won a single medal not a thing is that uh, true no but that was a, it was part of my was part of the whole uh, was part of the whole guilt hall you know <laughs> you didn't win a medal that's just desperate desperate here it was a late development uh, you, well, well, late you, developed, you developed awfully well and awfully quick when it, when it came to it um, firstly uh, we, we put all that stuff to one side I have to say for a man of your age and I mean it in the nicest possible way and you know I do mm. um, you are full of beans yeah. and full of enthusiasm but you've never not had that but to have it as a fellow said when you don't have to have it mm. and you do you've, 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 you still exude great uh, ebullience and great excitement about what you do and about who you are well, I think I think a lot of it is, is, is a kind of a mindset, you know. I mean, I think that you can, you know, as you're growing older, you can't stop the clock, yes. you know. So physically, you're going to get older. But what you can do, you can you can mentally make sure that you don't kind of switch off. Yes. That's the point, yeah. you know. Um, as uh, as Clint Eastwood, one of my heroes, um, when when he, he was asked about the fact that he's still making movies, you know, pushing ninety, he said, "I don't let the old man in." That's, that's it's a great phrase. That's isn't it? a great phrase. Yeah, it's a great phrase. Yeah. So for me, as long as I keep busy, like this this upcoming tour, you know, we've done thirty something dates, and people think I'm crazy because I'm doing that at eighty. But for me, that that kind of activity, that sort of energy, that sort of stimulus is what keeps the brain taking over. You know, yes. it stops me from getting old up here. That's right. It stops the old man from getting in. Are you still writing? Oh, yeah. You see, there you go. That's the thing as well. Um, your current album, um, Phil Coates' The Collection, Volume 1. Volume 1. There's probably about eight other volumes to come. To come. Um, 
and I and I and I love the album, and I have it here. It's on vinyl. It's it's out now. At, yeah, yeah, vinyl is is. Uh, you know, Marty, I have to tell you that people aren't. You know, vinyl is the only thing that people are buying when it comes to records. Yes, they're yeah. downloading stuff. But you and I can remember those golden days Correct. of vinyl. You know, when you bought a record, and you took it home, and you opened it up, and you read all the details. Who wrote that? Who produced this? Just who arranged we that? We knew everything. Yeah, I knew they were printed in Hayes Middlesex. All the above. But never heard of. <laughs> exactly. I knew that. Exactly. Um, yeah, in fact, the last time you were in, did I? Was it tonight in Tokyo? But did I? Was it tonight in Tokyo? Sandy Shaw. Sandy Shaw, tonight in Tokyo. That was a follow-up to Puppet on a String. I, I, got, I think I got you to sign it for me. Because um, I have it on the Pi record label. Wow. Everything in Ireland came out on Pi for a That's while. right. That's right. John Woods. <laughs> Down to Great John Woods from, yeah. from, uh, from Polydor, as it yeah. was. Um, but tonight in Tokyo. That's right. Uh, but you're right. And uh, it, it, there's a golden disc in the pavilions in, out our way. Not pavilions. Yes, pavilions out in, uh, out in Swords. Swords. And the whole centre aisle is vinyl. And it's mm. chock-a-block with Perfect. vinyl. So that shows you. That's that's that, that's, that's what, anyway, good luck with this. This is wow. a, a great collection. And you have all your discs on the wall. And you would probably need about four semi-detached houses for all your <laughs> for all your discs. No, but it's a, but isn't it, it like like where do I, I I have it down? Twenty-three platinum. Yeah. Uh, Thirty-nine gold discs. Fifty-two silver discs. Apart from the Ivor Novellos and the Eurovisions and Songwriter Year and all the other things, it is it is an incredible career. Not just longevity, but what you've achieved, my friend. It is quite phenomenal. And I mean, you know, we, we, people celebrate people for, as the fellow said, an awful lot less. The achievement is, is, is very large. It's very large. And I know you probably say, ah, but it is. It's phenomenal. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that, that uh, well, I'm proud of the fact that I'm, that, uh, I was asked, I was, I was being interviewed by an American station there not long ago, and uh, the guy was asking about my, uh, my, uh, my longevity and said, to what, to what I consider my greatest achievement in the music business for 55 years. And I said, that's, that's an easy one to answer. My greatest achievement is to be still in the music business after yes, 55 years. Yes. But looking back on, you know, on the catalogue, I'm proud of the fact that, um, as you just mentioned, the range. Yes. You know, so you can't compare. I mean, uh, Puppet on a String, uh, you would not believe that that comes out of the same source as Scorn Not His Simplicity. Uh, yes. or, or the tunnel of so Or my boy. Or my boy. They're different, you know, I mean, the, the whole... I mean, there were friends of mine who used to think that because I would spend, like, the month of January in the studio with the Bay City Rollers and go back in the same studio in the month of March with the Dubliners. People are like, God almighty. Yeah. <laughs> How can you cope with both of those? Um, but for me, it was never... It was never a challenge. It was never a problem because... It, they, were, they were completely different, you know. Yes. I, I've often said that as a songwriter, you know, the, the writing like the Bay City Rollers, the Shangalangs, writing the My Boys for Elvis Presley, that was that was the professional songwriter. That was great for my bank balance, but writing like Scorn Not His Simplicity, that was great for me. That was so the the uh, the good fortune that I had to have moved into, you know, uh, the whole area area of, of folk music with with the Dubliners and and a few Planks all yeah. of that. I mean, that is because I had a great passion for the music I mean, yes anyway but it was ne- that that output was never geared uh, at the charts that, we were never hoping to get a hit you know that was a that was a whole different motivation whereas the whole training in Denmark Street Tin Pan Alley for all those years was you know if, you, if you're if you're if you're writing pop songs um, you're trying to get in the charts any yeah. any writer of pop songs who tells you otherwise is either a fool or a liar yes pop songwriters are trying to write hits yeah when you talk about hits uh and we think about congratulations, for example. You, uh, uh, okay, it was a different time, different money, blah, blah, blah. 
but at one level, you, you, there's a sense that you might never have had to work again because that is such an amazingly yeah. powerful were, song and remains so. Yeah, those were the days. When we started off as, as songwriters, our ambition was always to write what we would call a pension song. Right. A song that would keep, you know, we'd just keep going yeah. uh, and keep earning money. But yeah, a song like Congratulations, which is a kind of hardy annual. I um, mean, even, even, you know, when there's when there's a, a royal birth or a royal a royal wedding or whatever, the, the band of the household cavalry is going to be outside. Or at the Queen's Jubilee. Ba, 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 ba. So, you know... I, that's something for a lad from Derry all the same. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really, yeah that, that, that the monarchy is, is contributing to the education of my children. Yeah, correct. Congratulations and celebrations When I tell everyone that you're in love with me Congratulations and jubilations I want the world to know I'm happy as can be Who would believe that I could be happy and contented I used to think that happiness hadn't been invented But that was in the bad old days Before I met you When I let you walk into my heart Congratulations and celebrations When I tell everyone that you're in love with me Congratulations and jubilations I want the world to know I'm happy as can be um, the other the other thing that that, that that astonishes me, and you just mentioned it, the number of dates you're doing, mm. you lunatic! Yeah. You're, you're you're starting for the four, you're in the Theatre Royal in Waterford, right? And you're going until where's me up gone? Well, I, I I only have you up to the end of the year. Yeah, the you're going into January, are you probably? Yeah, we go, in January we go. In January we're going to uh, to America. We're doing it. We're doing our annual tranquility cruise, uh, and then we're doing, in March we're doing some dates in in the UK. So yeah, uh, we're just keeping busy. But the number of dates we're doing in Ireland, but we haven't toured in Ireland, Marty, because of the COVID. Well, thing, I was going know, to say for a couple of years. Yeah. But you know, so the wagons have been parked up. I've noticed. I've noticed the places you're playing all have fine accommodation. I've noticed that you're in the the Talbot Hotel in Clonmel, which is known to me, and the, the beautiful Harvey's Point in Donegal. Mm. So you're not far from the bedroom. You can just stroll That's right. off. That's right. That's a clever move. Oh, yeah. Well, the, it's a mix of theatres and hotels. The, the, we're, we're fortunate in the country now we've got enough hotels that have got big function rooms, you know, yes, they can yes, take a good yeah. crowd. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly nice that after you do your gig, you just go upstairs to bed. <laughs> there's a lot to be said for that. When you get to a certain age, there's a lot to be said for that. But you can come out, you can come out to, to feed your ego and get the limo to drive around the corner. <laughs> Just come back again. That's terrific. Um, so, so what? How are we going to play it? Is is uh, the Lady Geraldine? With oh yes, the child bride Geraldine is there, and uh, and George Hutton, my latest. Ah, George, my, my latest. You're still employing him, are you? Oh yeah, oh, that's good. He's a great lad. He's and a great fun. George Hutton, I should explain, is a, is, a, is a great singer. He's great fun too. He is. He's, he's a great. great crack. He's a great yeah. lad. He's great. He's great to have in the team. You know. Yes. It's it's a small team with the the, the whole the, the essence of the show. It's 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 called Phil Coulter at eighty. 
Yes. Which means I can't lie about my age anymore, but it's out there now, Mark. Right. But so it's, it's a lifetime of songs and stories, melodies and memories. That's the sort of thing. It's a kind of retrospective. But you're not singing. Oh, I am. I am. Oh, Lord. People should be but you warned. See, the other thing, yes, I was going to say, but listen, we both discussed the great Burt Bacharach mm. not that long ago, who hasn't a note in his head, mm. uh, but he gives it a bit of old welly and tries it. Well, you, you see, have a voice. Yeah, but, but we don't know it. Anyway, the, um, no, you do. There's always, yeah, I get away with it. Yes. Because I think that there's a certain, there's a certain uh, validity of the songwriter singing his own song. I mean, Randy Newman is not the greatest song, s- singer in the world, but nobody sings Randy Newman songs like Correct. Randy Newman. Or Jimmy Webb would be Jim, the same. Uh, Jimmy Webb, Jim, uh, Tom Waits. Yes. You know, they're yeah. not great singers, but when they sing their songs, that's that's the way that they're meant to be heard. Yeah. So, I mean, on the show, I only sing my own songs, naturally. I, I grant myself the license to sing my own songs. Yeah. And they're the kind of songs which, you know, um, mean something to me. You know? Well, with the exception of Luke Kelly in the town I love so well, you singing that mm. is, a, is in itself a story because it's your story. Well, I have to tell you that uh, on that weekend before last, up in Derry on the Friday... Uh, they gave me the, 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 the freedom of the city. On the Saturday, we, uh, in conjunction with the, 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 the uh, International Choral Festival, which has been going now for the last 10 or 15 years in Derry, it's a big international event, um, where they came up with the idea of doing an epic outdoor sing-along in Ebrington Square, overlooking the city of the town I love so well. So we had oh two God. and a half thousand people of a Saturday afternoon, all ages, from kids in primary school choirs right up to ordinary Joes. I mean, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't, it wasn't all choirs, it was just ordinary Joes, yeah. to, um, to their mums and dads, up to their maybe grannies and, 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 and granddads, and people who had lived through the Troubles, yes. as well as people who had grown up in the shadow of the Troubles. But to look out and see two and a half thousand people, and especially when I got to that towards the crescendo where uh, for what's done is done and what's won is won is what's lost and gone forever. When I looked out and saw two and a half and heard two, two and a half thousand people singing that and seeing grown men with tears in their eyes, I was very, very emotional. It was like, it was like the song coming home. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. John Hume's party piece. Absolutely. For I remember. Years. Yeah, we it was it, we were a bit of a double act when we'd find, yes. find ourselves at at, at, at uh, state dinners or whatever it might be from the White House down. Uh, John and I did the duet of the tunnel. Yeah, so. I remember we had him on the television years ago and he sang it and I was with the orchestra. Yeah. Oh, okay. crikey! Oh, Jenny Mac. Uh, just a very special moment. In my memory, I will.
Expect when we when we go now. Uh, you're uh, you're in Dunleary, aren't you? In yes, that, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 At the mean? National Concert Hall, oh. um, in the theatres where we have the benefit of the screen and all of that. Um, oh, what are well, you doing? Tell me that. Well, it's a kind of, as I say, it's a retrospective. So yes. on the screen, for example, we have a lot of archive video that I have acquired down through the years. So um, when I, b- before I do Scarlet His Simplicity, for example, there's a clip of Luke Kelly talking about the first time he heard the song uh, and the interchange between between uh, himself and myself. Um, so you've Luke Kelly first talking about the song and then drifts in and I sing the song. Or you've got Billy Connolly talking about the first time that we met and uh, so I do D-I-V-O-R-C. So there's a lot of the a lot of the, the clips that illustrate clips of the Bay City Rollers, clips yes. of Sinead, clips of Van the Man, whatever. Yeah. Um, so uh, the stories um, from the past are all illustrated by, by, by these quotations and, and, and archives. Gorgeous idea. Yeah, when we, when I uncovered, realised that I had all, all of that stuff, you know, on file. Um, for, you know, those clips from the likes of John Hume, um, Bishop Daly, uh, Van the Man. You know, um, so uh, it kind of brings another dimension to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 quite fascinating when you look at the breadth of of the music that you that you produced. And then I remember when you when you decided to bring out the solo albums. Mm. Tranquility. Yeah. Enormous. Mm. Enormous. And uh, it was just a kind of a, uh, sure. Yeah, uh, well, you know, it was, it was, uh, I did that when I, I was just kind of reached my 40s and I thought, you know, in your 40s, you get around to doing something that you promised yourself, to, whether it's clean out the garden shed or, or, or tidy up the attic, <laughs> know, you, you know, whatever, yeah. you know. Well, my particular garden shed was to make an album of, of the kind of Irish tunes that I'd grown up with. Yes. You know, simple, just with the piano, strings. Um, um, and my, my belief was that, that, that it was the strength of the melodies, you know, that people would, would respond to them. Uh, but I had no idea that it was going to connect. Uh, yes. uh, when that classic tranquility went on to become the biggest selling album ever in the history of the Irish record industry. Yeah. There, there was a statistic that classic tranquility had found itself in every second household in Ireland or some, some mad, mad statistic like that. I can claim the vinyl. I have it at home. But, you um, know, yeah. it propelled me into a whole new area. But it up opened until, a whole other door. Yeah, well, up until then, I'd been, I'd been happily making my living as a songwriter, yes, record producer, yeah. arranger, conductor, whatever. So all of a sudden, uh, um, well, actually, funny enough, it wasn't in the back of classic tranquility, save tranquility, which was a follow and actually out performed classic then I'm getting calls from promoters saying would you not would you not kind of uh, tour this go on the road so at that stage I said well if we're going to do this we have to do it with the orchestra and try and recreate what's on the what's on the uh, but you hadn't performed prior to that never at all no I mean I'd been I'd been on the road conducting I'd been conducting for Richard Harris yes I played in Van the Man's band I'd been side stage for Billy Connolly or for the Bay City Rollers whatever but I have to tell you Marty I was never one of those guys side stage 
stage with an ache in my heart thinking I should be on there I, I wish I was doing that I never had that I think you know performers are either of the all singing all dancing uh, Robbie Williams version or there's people who kind of become performers by accident and I'm one of those yeah. I'm one of those but once that opened up and once I experienced that you see songwriting um, is a pretty solitary pursuit you know so when you when you actually get to, to share the songs with an audience and you hear them maybe singing the song back to you and and somewhere in your mind so there's a little the little trail that goes right back to when you remember when you come up maybe with the title of that song yes, or the opening yeah. phrase and then to be performing it and hearing it hearing the response from an audience so you've taken it from its very inception sure. and delivered it to an audience that's a kind of exciting yeah. and that was new to me so oh I took to the whole performing thing quite but you, but you ha- and you've ever since ever since ever since in friends uh, and I'm thinking about you, you you mentioning a number of names there people like well of course Billy Connolly is your mate mm. um, you've been friends for years yourself and, and, and Pat Egan and I hope there's a gang yeah there's a gang um, but you talk about Richard Harris and we talk about uh, my boy for example mm. which is the great Elvis moment for you which is just like yeah, a great boast I think well I, I would have yeah it, it, that has to be I mean there are personal things obviously with mm. the town of love so well mm. going out his simplicity but Elvis is just yeah. a moment in time. You, you know, you're exactly right because um, I'm of that vintage. I'm of that 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 generation that that, that uh, Elvis Presley changed the face of pop music. Mm. You know. <clears throat> I was very fortunate. One of the things I'm very grateful for was the, was the timing that I was born when I was born, Marty, because uh, in my in my mid-teens was when pop music changed, you know. Along came Fats Domino and Buddy Holly, um, Little Richard and Elvis Presley. So hearing Elvis Presley um, singing Hound Dog, Don't Be Cruel, Heartbreak Hotel was very different from what pop songs had been before. Pop songs like How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Or <laughs> She Wears Red Feathers and a Hooli Hooli Skirt. There's a pawn shop around the corner in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I remember all of those songs. They were they were kind of cute songs, yeah. but they weren't exactly sexy, you know. No. Then along came Heartbreak Hotel. And well, he sure was sexy. Well, yeah. Mm. So then, if you fast forward the tape, and now I'm driving along in the car uh, uh, a few weeks ago in one of the, the late night programs, even now. When I hear Elvis Presley singing my words, you know, I, I still have got to pull over and listen to it. You know, I really, I, still, I have never got used to that. I've never kind of, I wouldn't be that blasé to think, of, oh yeah, Elvis Presley. I mean, yeah. that still gives me a kick. And it would be, I suppose, yeah, you're right. I have a lot of highlights that I can that I can look back on with uh, with pleasure. Um, you know, the, the, the winning the Eurovision, of course, getting number one with the Bay City Rollers, all of that sort of stuff. But Presley, professionally, I think I would have to be my proudest boast. You know, did you ever the, meet him? He grunted in my direction once. Did he? Well, yeah. that's, that's, that in itself yep. is quite an achievement. It was, it was quite a moment backstage. And did he know who he was grunting well, at? Here's the story. Here's the story. <laughs> it's when I, when I was living in L.A. And uh, the promotion guy for RCA Records, whose name was Chuck or Buzz or one of those American It was likely names. to be one yeah, of those. Chuck yeah, Buzz or, yeah. you know, anyway, or Lou or whatever. Anyway, Chuck Buzz or Lou tells me that, that he's going to, uh, to, uh, to see to Presley. It was in, I think, the Hilton Hotel in Las Vegas. Uh, and he said, if you want to come up, you know, I can get his VIP. And, oh, I said, wow, that'll do nicely. Yeah. I'll be there. And he said, I said, will we get to meet him? He said, yeah, we'll meet Elvis afterwards. So, Marty, I had this fantasy about me and Elvis, you know, drinking Jim Beam whiskey and of course. You know, play, sing, singing songs at the piano. Are you giving him another song? Yeah, oh, that would exactly. Yeah. I'm telling him about what it's like growing up in the southern states of America, and I'll tell him about what it's like growing up in the northern states of Ireland. <laughs> I mean, but the best of buddies by the time we're finished. So I'm, I'm, I'm racing ahead, you know. Yeah. So anyway, it gets to the, just before he does the encore, 
Chuck Buzz or Lou whatever, takes me backstage and we're, 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 uh, we're just outside Elvis's dressing room. He finishes the set and he appears with a couple of minders and towels and his dreeping sweater set. And uh, Buzz Chuck says, Elle. So I go, hi, Elle. Go, hi, uh, this is Phil Coulter. This is the man who wrote My Boy. And Presley goes, uh-huh. And walks on. <laughs> so I was kind of crushed on one end. I mean, my, my fantasies of drinking the Jim Beam whiskey and playing God. the tunes, that disappeared. But at least yeah. I thought, well, I can go home and say I met Elvis Presley. And then he looked at you. He looked at me. Did you touch him? No, but oh. I was in his presence, Martin. I occupied the same bit of space as he did. You shared oxygen. For, for all of like 30 seconds. <laughs> Not too many people can boast that. Part of that's very sad, and yet there's a great joy in it, too. Yeah, well, it, you oh. know, that, part of it tells that's the reality of showbiz. Yes, You're never it is. as big as you think you were. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Cut down to size. Yeah. But anyway, you, you were in the presence, and that's I was in the presence. No, I think it's a great one. Now, one of the things, now, I, I better check. It, 4th of November, you start. You run until the 30th of December. Yeah. What are you, are you, really, everywhere. Are you doing Christmas? Are you doing Christmas? No, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't work on Christmas. Good man. No. Good man. So you finish. You, you finish. Well, the fourteenth of December, and then fifth. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on. You're up to the eighteenth in the Abbey Court in Nina, and then you're in Charleville uh, Park Hotel on the thirtieth of mm. December. So there's your there's your gap. But it's Clamell, it's Donegal, it's uh, Dunleary, Dublin. Enniscorthy, Gorey, oh lovely, oh Ashton, yeah. uh, Trim, Carrick and Shannon, Drada. I'm just giving these out because you need to know. Yeah. Uh, oh, your National Concert Hall is the 27th of November. Yeah. They'll be saying, make sure not to mention that twice, so I will. 27th NCH, of November, 20, that's three times. That's right, 27th of November. Uh, Sligo, Blanchestown, Bunkrana, uh, Mullingar, you're everywhere. Everywhere. You're everywhere. Langton's in Kilkenny, I know it well. Great that's spot. a great room. Oh, it's a lovely room. I was in that recently, it's yeah, a great it's room. Great. That's a great house. Great oh yeah, spot. that's going to be terrific. Yeah. Um, I always ask you the same question, but I can't let, not ask you the question today. Uh, Coltergeist, will you be playing it? I probably will. I probably will. Probably will is not an answer. That I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I love it. Yeah, do you? You know, yeah. I, do, yeah, I do. I think yeah. it's great fun. Um, what I like about that is the, the, the gaps, you know, that catch people. Yes. When, uh, when it was first released, believe it or not, it shows you the gullibility and the, and, and, and the, the, the lack of intelligence of some record buyers because... Um, Don't, say, BMG, that. Don't uh, say that on the radio. No, that's true. <laughs> we're, so, we're actually writing into BMG to complain, saying there's something wrong with track seven on oh, this film really? program Isn't because that funny? Yeah, it, it stops yeah, it stops a number of times on my copy they didn't oh, get the fact that the, I think it's great the stops were, it's great were crack and, and people love it when we play it on the radio so we will be playing that good good uh, Phil you're a joy um, happy birthday happy freedom of Derry Thank are you. you allowed the sheep thing in Derry or is that just Dublin Marty if you ever need your sweet sheep across the bridge in Derry I'm your man <laughs> I'm your man as a fellow you're no stranger to sheep <laughs> <laughs> Phil God bless you my pleasure <laughs> Marty face, yeah, the faith.